Welcome back to the Sully Scoop, where three lifelong Husker bros dive in-depth on all surrounding the new era of Husker football, where our cups never run dry of the roulade, under head coach Matt Rule, made by fans for fans, with J-Sol, B-Sol, and T-Sol. The Sully Scoop is the official Nebraska Cornhusker football podcast, brought to you by Big Banter. We are back on your favorite Cornhusker podcast. That's the Sully Scoop. You're here with J-Sol, B-Sol, and T-Sol. And we are going over the catastrophe that happened week one for these Huskers. I, You can't call it a catastrophe here, J-Sol. I think Matt Rule put together and got this team ready to go. They got outmatched by, I wouldn't Not even say enough. outmatched. I wouldn't say outmatched. They gift-wrapped a win for this Minnesota team. And that's just not going to happen. They are going to hit the field. They are going to come back even stronger. And I don't see them gifting any more games away. Is this the same team that gift wrapped all the ones, you know, the same team that went three and nine with the best three win team in history. Is this the same team that just won with four and eight last year? How do you see this is the only game they're going to gift wrap and give away by one score? Listen, this team stinks. You got to get over it. Matt rule was a bad hire. Jason, it's whoa. way too early to be calling him a bad hire, number one. Number two, this is still Scott Frost's team. Matt Rule's trying to fix that, okay? Scott Frost made us competitive in 90% of our games, but he couldn't close out the game, and the team has that on their head. So Matt Rule's trying to teach, we need to learn to close out the game because ultimately when you look at the stats of with us versus Minnesota, that game 100% should have been won by the Huskers. We controlled the clock. We controlled the run game. You know, they just controlled the turnover batter. And unfortunately, that's what it came down to. Actually, we still got beat in time management. And second of all, what does it come down to at the end of the game? If it's going to, you know, you're going to have a close game. It's going to come down to the coaching. There is nothing different. Scott Frost could have gone out there and lost this game by three points. What is the bet? I don't see a difference. This is I, still a team losing no. one score games. Yes, it's it's the same story. I'll give you that, but it's not the same. It's not the same narrative. This team's a lot different than they were under Scott Frost. Wow. The kids are fighting harder. They believe in Still themselves. Lost. Yes, but this is a new quarterback who came in with turnover issues. Jeff Sims led the nation in turnovers last year. It and does not Adrian surprise do? me. But that's exactly it. Adrian turned the ball over. I'm telling you right What's now, Jason, it is a it is a completely different team. Jeff Sims will work on this, and they're not going to put him in positions to do this. I think I think Satterfield was extremely confident in the passing game after all the seven on seven practices in fall camp, and I think he learned, or he should have learned, that that's not how this team's going to win. This team is going to win on the ground by running the ball. And you saw that Jeff Sims was a difference maker. He should not lead the team in carries next week. Gabe Irvin had a couple huge runs where he had defenders bouncing off of him. Again, you're going to see more of Irvin. The Anthony Grant run at the end of the game, I'm not faulting Grant on the fumble. Put two hands on the ball, carry it stronger, be better. But that was the right play there to run the ball. The possession before B three passes. No. B I'm gonna have to right cut play. you off Why because is he in that's one hundred percent. That is we're blaming Grant coaching. for that. That is yes, on because the it should have been Urban. Not with the be football. out there. 
That is a been Scott with the Frost football. move. Matt Rule is no different than Scott Frost. This team stinks. The Huskers are only going to win two games this year. It's going to be NIU if we get lucky and Louisiana Tech if we get lucky. We are not going to come out of the West. We are not going to beat anyone in the West. I don't even think we're going to beat Northwestern. We're going to be Northwestern's only win again. Why? Because this team is going to fall short, choke. I don't care how much lead, how many points they have at the end of the game that they're leading by. This team stinks. The coaching stinks. We made the wrong higher you guys just need to accept it i am not going to accept that we made the wrong hire here because what you have to understand also is this team has been down for so many years that you need to build a foundation i'm not here to say that there's moral victories and moral loss um and you know good losses and this and that absolutely not we lost it stinks we needed to put up more than 10 points and we got screwed out of at least 14 points Oh, so now you're going to blame the rest. You can't blame the coaching staff, but you're going to blame the rest that we got. I'm screwed. not blaming Jay, just so, the refs. I'm saying okay, that the coaching one, staff too. Number one, here, here's what I'm telling you. Wrong I told hire. you guys, Gabe Urban was going to have seven touchdowns by Michigan. Guess what? I'm giving him that touchdown because the ball clearly crossed the goal line. That's if, a if we had that touchdown, we would have won, T. So we would have won. I'm not. I'm not giving him. I'm not giving him the touchdown. I'm giving that, him the we touchdown. We had that. Oh, we had those games too with Scott Frost again. What is different from the Scott Frost area that has you buying into this guy? Listen, he is crap. Our defense. And I don't want him. That's what I'm buying in with our defense. If our, our defense, defense comes out next week and lays an egg, score. our Jaysel. defense that gave up more points than we could score. Jason, they held defense, a running first team to 55 yards. They had four turnovers. They didn't give up four scores. They didn't even give up four scores with four turnovers. That should be, if you turn the ball over, every turnover should at least be three points. And they didn't even give that up. So, Jason, hats off to the wrong. defense. That's actually wrong because it comes down to where you, where did they turn it over? No, they get the momentum with the football. Oh, yeah. And they the got the momentum probably at the end was of just on the field. They got the momentum at the end of the half. Yeah, I should be expecting them to go down with two seconds from the 20-yard line and score a touchdown. That's on me for not expecting that. Listen, this comes down to coaching. The coaching is awful. I don't care what players you're plugging in there. They got a bunch of new transfers. Once again, the Huskers just stink. Well, Jay Salt, I'm telling you you're wrong because when you when you break down Minnesota stats, they don't impress you. Okay, they they just don't impress you. That tells you the defense played their hearts out. And if they lay an egg next week, then that's a different story. But if the defense shows out again next week, guess what? We actually could have a solid unit on our hands because they got the making for it. They got the stars out there. You know, what would have happened if Ty Robinson did get kicked out of the game? You know, maybe they wouldn't have gave up that touchdown if he was still in the game, putting the pressure on the quarterback. Well, guess what? Anthony Grant probably would have still fumbled the ball. Jeff Sims would still have three interceptions. I mean, nothing would change. It comes down to the coaching play calls and the coaching staff itself. Yes, they brought in new players. What did it get us? No different outcome. It is the same thing over and over. Well, here's what I'm telling you. That Calicamacus guy that you that you were up talking as your, your West Division champ quarterback, he only threw 24 of 44 passes. So the guy completed about 50% of his passes averaging four and a half yards a pass. That's pathetic. And well, you want to know what is quarterback can do that. You want to know what 
what he doesn't care about, those stats, because you want to know what he came out of the game with? A win, which sets him closer to winning the West. Guess what? The Huskers are 0-1 in the Big Ten West, 0-1 on the season, and they're not going to get a win next week. Well, Jay Saul, does it mean anything to you that Nebraska went in as a a 7.5-point dog and only lost by three? So So what do you expect them to be for the rest of the season? What do you expect them to be for the rest of the season? This wasn't even your guys' top pick in the West, and we lost to them. You guys both had us beating Minnesota. And what did we come out of here with? A loss. Why do you guys see the Huskers? How many wins do you see on the Huskers schedule the rest of the year? Bissell, you still predicting 10 and 2? Bissell doesn't see any losses on the schedule. Well, this was one of his losses on his 11 and 1 schedule. I again never picked eleven and one. I had picked ten and two. I still well, think already nine halfway and th- there. Yeah, I think nine and three is very doable. You sound when, like he saw in the hot takes no, coming back all of a sudden. Look at the schedule coming up. This Colorado Jay, team. So that's that your Heisman quarterback. This Colorado this, team just beat TCU, who was in the college football playoff. They overrated. Up, overrated. They it doesn't points. matter. No, you're you think we're gonna be able to talking. put up forty four points? You think we'll even yeah. be able to put up 30 points? I think I think Colorado is going to have their hands full with this Husker team when we go in. Yeah, they're going to have their hands two... full in all the different touchdown celebrations they're going to be doing. Jason, do you think Colorado things. can score two touchdowns on our defense? Absolutely. Yes. What makes you think that? I, I would tell you right Minnesota's now. Minnesota's a run happy team. At least Colorado, Colorado, if they're not throwing the ball, they got nothing. Because and what are they going to be doing? Throwing the ball? Deep down our throats. Why? Because Where? Travis Hunter on the outside and Shadur Sanders many is holes going to be hit him. I didn't see that many holes. I saw 196 yards for this Calicomanus who you said was terrible. 196 yard ain't nothing. You know what it comes out with, though? A win. You know right. how many interceptions he threw? One interception on 44 tosses. Now, the other That's side, not too. Not good odds. Sanders is a heck of a lot better quarterback than Calicamac is. Let's, Absolutely. let's just put that Clearly. on they the have, table. Clearly. They have way However, better athletes. They have way better receivers. They have yes. way better running backs. They have way better quarterback. And guess what? No. Their team what about is the offensive line? made What about of the defensive winners. line? That doesn't even matter. Why? Because the Huskers Jay think Sol, they'll find a way to the You're the one who game. argues that it all starts in the trenches and will never beat Michigan if we don't get a better defensive line and offensive line. So how is this different Absolutely. if Colorado comes in with the athletes, but they don't have a good offense or defensive line? How is that Because we can't keep different? up with their athletes. Guess what? They have way better athletes than Michigan. How does Michigan keep up with our athletes? Because they are a run-happy team. I'm Michigan sorry. Is. Did they have a guy named Trey Palmer on their team last season setting all sorts of records? No, they didn't. And they were able to keep up with our team because of the offensive line, like you just said and you preached all last season. Now, this I think the main difference, ridiculous. the main what happened in all those game, games last year, loss after loss after loss. This now, is the same Huskers, same Matra. They you're are back not in my statement. Go bowling. They How are is that not, not Colorado? Go they got they the athletes go for, the, for the NFL. They got the athletes. No one's arguing that. But they got to win. What too. about the offensive line? They got to win. None of their offensive line they are gotta going. They got to win, don't they? They got to win. Oh, Nebraska they? won a game last year, too. Well, yeah, we beat Rutgers. I would now, say Rutgers is on the same level as TCU this season. <laughs> Rutgers blew out Northwestern. I don't think TCU would be able to do that to Northwestern. This, this is a hot take wow. in itself. We're driving yeah, up a... this hot take. 
Rutgers will have more wins than TCU at the end of the season. How was that a hot take? TCU, a top 25 team, got run off the field by a one-win Colorado team. That's pathetic. And They're not going to be ranked looked, at the end of the year. Rutgers looked flawless against Northwestern. And that Guess had what? TCU Rutgers ain't going to be ranked at the end of the year either, but I bet you they're a more solid unit than TCU. TCU's probably going to miss a bowl game after they're showing. We'll let you keep talking. You want to keep digging yourself into this one? It worked last season with Oklahoma. And you don't even know what teams you picked him against. But I will tell you this. Matt Rule stinks. He was the wrong hire. We should have got Deion Sanders, and I think it shows. Now, Jason, you can't say Matt Rule stinks and Deion's a great hire. You're going off of one game. And before we even get into their showdown, I want to know, you just glossed over this Minnesota game, and you're saying there's nothing to take away from it. Tiso, what was your biggest takeaway from this Nebraska-Minnesota game? The defense. That's what I got to tell you. And if, if I'm going to be specific, because I think the DBs could be a little bit better, because I was expecting a lot more out of the DBs, they did get one interception. And moving forward, I want to see more takeaways from them. But for me, specific with the defense, I love the defensive line play. I think Nash Hutchmacher... And Ty Robinson and company played phenomenal last game. Yes, I, I'm not saying this team didn't play great. They played great. They're just not good enough to come away with a win. It is the same thing over and over again. The biggest thing I took away from this game was the L we got. We haven't won a week one matchup since Mike Riley was coaching this team. Now, Jason, I'm not going to disagree with that however the one thing yeah but the one thing that really screwed matt rule here and again you don't get to decide your schedule is as a new head coach coming in you don't even get a tune-up game you're straight in a conference play come on everybody not else just got conference a play game. not yeah. just conference play you're playing an, an eight and nine win team for the last however many years but that's, that's so you're playing point. a solid unit an unranked and- Unranked team. Okay, doesn't matter. They, We're don't, they don't too. favor Who the cares? Big Ten. Yeah. And T-Sol, here here's the other thing. I agree the defense was good. However, was the defense good because Minnesota's that bad? Or were they that good that they made Minnesota look pedestrian? And to say that the defensive line was the best thing you saw on the field, if that was the case, we would have had way more than three sacks. He dropped back to pass 44 times. And we only came away with three sacks. That's saw, more sacks than all hit. last season. More sacks yeah. we had all last season. Agree. Agree with Jason there. So and- so it's a small step in the right direction. But if he dropped back 44 times and you come away with three sacks, to sit here and tell me that the D-line was the best thing on the field, that's a joke considering one of the sacks came from your middle linebacker. B-Saw, what I got to tell you is you're focusing on the passing. You got to focus on the rushing. They didn't even get 100 yards as a team rushing the ball. They ended with 55 yards on the ground. That includes quarterbacks. That includes wide receivers, whatever. Correct. They didn't even I'm not get taking away from that. 
Yes. That's your defensive that, line right there. That came from your linebackers and the safeties no, that's filled the box. Line. Linebackers, you still you still will squeak out 100 yards because you're getting at least three or four just to get up to the linebacker play. That's not, D-line. Not in this they three, three, get through five. the polar no, bear is what that three, means. Three, five. Every linebacker was up on the line of scrimmage at every snap. So you're claiming, you're cl- in the three three five. technically those linebackers act as defensive linemen. So you're claiming them as linebacker play, but the ones that you're talking about and zooming in on are acting as a defensive line. No, they're not defensive linemen. They're still linebackers. There's a reason that they play in the middle and the back of the front seven. Well, I'm just telling you that's what impressed me the most, but what, what are you, what is your takeaway? Visa? Who who impressed you the most on the Nebraska this, this past week? Honestly, and you both are going to laugh at it, but I think the running ability of this offense is what impressed me the most. And I don't know if that comes from offensive line play because that was atrocious. So I don't know if the team just knows how to run block, but they have no idea how to pass block. Turner Corcoran had a passer pass block rating of zero for the entire game. I have never seen a left tackle look so out of place ever before in my life. There is no reason he is on the field. He needs to be benched, and they need to put Teddy out there with one leg. I'm sorry, Turner was a liability on the blind side. There is a reason the Jeff Sims got sacked with a three-man rush, and it was because Turner Corcoran couldn't stop a nosebleed. But I think the running ability of this offense, and between the running backs and Jeff Sims, that's what impressed me, that they were able to get yardage when the defense was in the backfield. Well, Bissell, the guy who should be featured from here on out is the guy I've been preaching for the last few weeks, and that's Gabe Irvin Jr., because the fact that he only ended up with seven carries on the game is just ridiculous, unless he had some lingering injury that they didn't tell us about, but we know that he didn't. He had seven carries, 55 yards, averaged 7.9 per carry. Why Why are we not giving this guy the ball more? And more importantly, why aren't we giving this guy the ball in the two minute drill when we're trying to run the clock out. I mean, Anthony Grant, even if you take away his fumble, had nine carries for 27 yards. He was averaging three yards a carry. Guess what? You give him the ball three times, you still got a fourth down. You give the ball to Gabe Urban Jr. three times, you got two first downs in there. So I'm just kind of wondering why we weren't feeding Gabe Urban Jr. more. This guy needs to be getting that 15 to 25 carries a game and he's your offense and you go through him and with him and you don't go anywhere without him. Now, I do think that they're going to feature Gabe more in this game, t I will agree with you just based on his production there, but it does make you wonder about injury there. And speaking of injuries, getting the news about um, IGC, about him tearing his ACL, I feel so bad for the kid to tear his ACL on his birthday. But that also means that Gabe Irvin Jr. and this running back room is going to be featured so much more moving forward because now the Huskers are going to have to trot out some of these freshman wide receivers and try to feature them more in the passing game. And that is a recipe for disaster, especially going into this Colorado game, that there is no way you can go into Colorado and think, hey, I'm going to trot out. Um, I'm going to try out Jalen Lloyd and we're going to run, you know, four verticals and we're just going to throw a deep ball up to him. Are you kidding me? 
This Colorado defense is built on DBs, skill position players, and ball hawks on the defense. So when the Huskers come out and do that, are you going to be jumping on the fire rule train? Because guess what, boys? I have already loaded up, and my train is about to leave the station this Saturday when the Huskers drop it against Colorado. Why? Because this team is terrible. Jeff Sims stinks as a quarterback. I am off of him 100%. Listen, okay, you so throw the I'm ball 19 you. times, 19 times, and you have three interceptions. Why is the coaching staff still putting this guy on the field? I would rather see Purdy at this point. Guess what? He wouldn't be throwing interceptions. He'd just be dropping the ball on the ground. And guess what? That's no different than Anthony Grant. This team is flat out pathetic. Jaisal is the king of knee jerk reactions. Calm down, Jaisal. It's only week one. We're we're not even close to November yet. And I got to tell you, I mean, you're doing knee jerk reactions according to Minnesota, but your estimate is Minnesota's winning the West. So this should be right where you planned it. There shouldn't be panic coming out of your head. I think you picked us to lose by two touchdowns to Minnesota. So the fact that we kept it close to the best team in the West should impress you, if anybody, on this panel. Nope. I picked a one-score loss. It was 24-17. to 17. That's one touchdown. That was what the spread was. Guess what? We covered the spread. Who cares about the spread? You know what? You want to know what the end outcome was still? a loss this team is not making a bowl let me get this straight you have preached the entire (laughs) offseason that you were going to be on the fire mat rule train if we lost to colorado you picked a loss against minnesota and you're out here saying that he is the worst head coach (laughs) nebraska has ever had and i need to tell you that is i never said false i never said worse i've never heard anybody i've never heard any I've head never coach said worse. Have the fan base so ready to cut him loose after one game? Do you remember the amount of blowback I got after saying Mike Riley was not the guy, especially from you two? And you both said, Oh, give him some time. He's I a real nice guy. He never loves said never said socials. He brings never sprinkles to that. the party. You <laughs> both make stuff jumped up. down my throat. And you were so upset that I said, this isn't going to be good. He's not great. And that started a downturn of Nebraska football that Mike Riley had had better carried out. Mike Riley had a better season in one of his years than Scott Frost (laughs) ever had. And I just want you to remember that. Congratulations. Now you're sitting here comparing Mike Riley to Scott Frost. We're talking about Matt Rule. What is the difference? Right he just lost week one. That is the pro. Okay. This and is Mike what Riley, Nebraska has Mike been Mike Riley won 11 years. games in three seasons. What's your point? We are on the Scott Frost train still, and Matt Rule is the new captain of the ship. It's the same ship. It's I got would argue holes. that it's still the, it's I would argue that it's still the Mike the Riley train. bottom of the boat. How? That was six years how? ago. Six how years is ago. Still, how is it still the Scott Frost train? That was five years ago. We're that still in. That okay. wasn't five years ago. That was literally last year he got fired. So I'm then how sure is that Matt that. Rule's fault? How is it Rule's fault if you're still blaming Scott Frost? That makes I'm no not sense. Blaming Scott Frost. Because if I you're going to go back, then I can blame, the I can blame all the Scott, Scott Frost, Frost losses I on Mike Riley. I am saying he's on the same caliber as Scott Frost. We are doing the same thing over and over. Guess what he did? He lost week one. Is that one on Scott Frost? No, it's on Matt Rule, and you just won't let him own up to it. Second of all, 
I said I would be on the fire rule train because I was expecting after the Colorado game that Colorado would come out and lose to a team, lose to a team that was just in the national championship team. Remember, this was a bottom feeder in Colorado, bottom five in all of power five football, in all of it's division one football. Different and guess TCU what they did. Team. Guess what? They they still came out and beat a ranked team. This is a completely so complain, new complain Minnesota to the TCU game. Coach. This is a, tell this is a tell TCU fan new, base to fire their coach because this is a completely new yeah, Minnesota. This team. has nothing completely. to do with Nebraska. This is TCU's problem. It's not my problem. We didn't lose. I don't Colorado. Yeah, That's why TCU's are you all problem. of a sudden? Why We're are you buying into Deion Sanders? Because he came out week one with a win. They couldn't stop he, a nosebleed. They gave up forty two points to TCU. Lucky. And what did they, they do? Lucky. What did they? What they did they game end with? They won in a game? shootout in the they Big won. Twelve where they, they won. don't play defense. You're right. You're I'm right. sorry. You're right. Hold on. The Huskers Isn't that held Minnesota to no. thirteen. Jay That's Saul. a freaking win. We're winning the Natty, baby. Jay Saul, hold on. Hold on. What? What is your famous quote that you always say on this podcast? I'm. I'm Wins struggling to remember. Matter. There. There's no. There's Wins no defense. Matter. Where? I'm sorry, Tiesel. Do you happen to remember where people don't play defense? I'm struggling in to remember the that. Big Twelve. Oh my You're gosh, right. is that who they just beat? A team from the Big 12 who had this miraculous defense that Colorado I never said they had a good defense. and beat them? No, I've they never said they had a good defense. Where no defense was played. Yes, exactly. And first of all, I never said they had a good defense. Second of all, what did the Huskers do under Scott then Frost when they went to go play the Colorado a Big 12 win team? So when they went to go play because they had a quicker turnaround. It was week 1 for one Deion game. Sanders. Jason, How is they this a lose the rest of the season? I'm sorry, are right. they in a bowl? You right. still count in a turnaround. The Huskers are the best team ever. They just lost to a what Minnesota if Nebraska team doesn't lose another game quote this season. Quote from Bissell, Minnesota has lost everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and guess what we come out here and do? We lose to Minnesota 13 to 10, and Bissell still has got us going to the national championship. This is pathetic. You guys got to get off the rule train, and guess what? Get yourself a cup of Dion, because why? I might be riding with Colorado the rest of the year, because they got a chance to make the playoff, and the Huskers don't. Jay Saul, I, what I got to tell sorry, you, number one. You, no, number on. one. Would you like to put a bet out on this? Are you saying is this Jay Sell's hot take of the year? Colorado is <laughs> going to make the playoffs. Colorado is going to finish lock with that a better in? record than the Huskers. You want to take that bet? Do you want to no, take that? No, you said bet? they're going to make. No, nope. do you want to take the that bet? The Huskers are going to finish with a worse record than Colorado, and the Huskers I will put play money on a that. lot better teams than Colorado does. I believe Colorado just played a team that was in the national championship last year. Jay, so those guys are going to miss a bowl their, game this year. I don't think That's the Huskers exactly have anyone it. like that on their schedule. This TCU team is not the same team that went to the Their toughest game is, T- is USC. I give them USC, but Utah ain't that tough. And Utah uh, just beat U- Florida. UCLA SEC team. ain't that you tough. You think these Huskers are going to beat an SEC team? I'm, I'm sorry. Huskers couldn't even beat Florida's not winning three games this year. Utah is one of my picks. couldn't even beat Missouri. Florida is jogging out. A uh, Graham Mertz is their starting that is quarterback. My point. And the Huskers we can whoop those guys. One of Graham my teams we couldn't the beat Graham Mertz. And they are proving my Mertz. point even more. Scott Frost couldn't beat those guys. It's and that's where it starts. Thing. But Jason, I'm jumping back. Be- Scott, you Frost said you're jumping. One. Matt Rule can't win week one. Mike Riley couldn't win week one. When are we going to get Bo Pelini, Urban Meyer, or Deion Sanders? Jason, you said you're jumping on the Dion train and to get off the Matt Rule train. First of all, 
I told you from the get-go, I was only half in. So only one foot is in the Matt Rule trade because I want him to prove it to me. Okay? I was expecting... Well, I sure hope you didn't stick that one foot in because this thing is lava <laughs> and you would have lost that foot. Jason, that's not guaranteed. We played a good game. We played a competitive game. We controlled most of that team. game. Against a terrible team, quote-unquote, from you two. A terrible team, quote, from you, who said they're easily going to win the West. And they're the best team in the West. You're rowing the boat up there. I'm surprised that you're so down on the Huskers after losing to such a solid unit, number one. Number two, I was the one preaching we should go after Dion, and you both laughed at me about that. And now that he's with Colorado, Bezo, I'm not with you on this one. I think Dion is a great hire for Colorado, but I also think Matt Rule is a great hire for Nebraska. I could see it both working out for both teams and making them, you know, actual competitive again with the rest of the college football world. I'm not the down only, on Dion, but I'm down, that I'm down to tell Oscars. you this. There's no such thing as a quick fix, and you turn a one-win team into an undefeated team overnight, Jason. Colorado's definitely not making the playoffs. They're definitely not winning the Pac-12. I can promise you that at the end of the season, Colorado's going to be around that six or seven win, maybe five wins. Depending on how their season goes, I'm guessing so they're five to seven. Are you, are you still predicting games? that the Huskers are going to have a better record than Colorado? Be so when you have a quarterback like uh, Dion's kid, and you got that Travis Hunter out there. Yeah, you could probably win five to seven games. I'm not claiming that you're going to go out there and you're going to beat USC, you're going to beat Alabama, you're going to beat Georgia. <laughs> That's not happening because guess what? Every single player on those teams is Dion's kid. And that Travis Hunter. No, they okay? are not. Nobody in the college football is Travis what Hunter. That are is the you best smoking? kid. How on many the Heisman's? How many Heisman's does Deshay uh, Sanders or whatever the heck his name is have? Because guess what? Caleb Williams sitting on USC, he's got a Heisman. Guess what? How many he's Heisman's coming... Colorado got? Again, no. I didn't say Shadir Sanders was the best player in college football. No, it is Travis Hunter. Hunter, and that is 100% correct. He should be the number one pick come the NFL draft. Why? He is going both ways, and that kid has phenomenal conditioning, unreal speed, and the talent is just God-given. Now, just to, just to sell We could have had him you. if we would have gotten Dion. We would be now, sitting at 1-0. and Jason. First it wouldn't have worked against if Minnesota. They, if they had hired Deion Sanders, it would have been the whole, everybody's going to adapt to me in the Big Ten. doesn't work that way. We already tried it. We've got a program builder now. Second, to sit here and tell me that Colorado is going to finish with more wins than Nebraska and that they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to do all of this. If you pull up Colorado's schedule here, and I'm giving them the win that they have against TCU right now. They beat well, them. They earned that win. The win. Yes. You have to give them the win. The only way they make it to six wins is if they beat Nebraska on Saturday. And Beasel's I don't think that's going to happen. The win. Beasel's giving them the win against TCU, and he's also giving the Huskers the win against Minnesota. That's not what I said, but I appreciate you trying to twist things around. Second, if this Colorado team was so unbeatable and that everybody thinks they're going to blow out Nebraska this week, it would not be a three-and-a-half-point favorite they would not be a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Nebraska. It would be much more than that. And uh, ESPN open. would not have Nebraska projected to beat Colorado if this Colorado team was the most dominant team in college football. The Dion's already turned them around to a national perennial powerhouse. They're not. It's still a <laughs> one-win Colorado team that's coming in with D2 players from Jackson State. And 
it would not surprise me if Nebraska beats Colorado on Saturday. It would surprise me. And I'm telling you that right now. This Colorado team will be running up the score on these Huskers. They're not even going to be able to compete. And guess what? When Colorado takes the lead and the Huskers right, are going to have right. to adapt. Keyshawn, we've heard enough and from you, Keyshawn. When the when Nebraska is going to have to adapt to Colorado, who is running the show, and guess what? We're already down by two scores. We are going to have to rely on Jeff throws a pick Sims. Well, Jason, let me ask you this, okay? You claim that the Big 12 is the land of no defense, okay? What what do you claim the Mountain West to be? Why? The land of no football teams? Because Why guess what? Why does that what? matter? Why does that matter? Because TCU was part of the Mountain West, what, four or five years ago? We're talking about a small brand team. If they were a big brand, guess what? They'd be sitting in the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma. And they ain't getting an invite to the SEC. Okay. This is you know small what they are getting brand. an invite to? They're not the bringing college in the talent. Football playoff. That's what they're getting an invite to. It was a fluke, Jason. It was clearly a fluke because these guys aren't going to be ranked at the end of the year. And they're clear they, they're going to be lucky to get six wins this year based on what I'm seeing. So but TCU what last I'm telling year beating you is this. Michigan was a fluke. Yes, a total fluke. And Michigan put up 45 points against TCU, also a fluke, because that's how bad their defense is. TCU also had a month to prepare for Michigan. So Michigan had a month to prepare for TCU. The streak goes both ways. I mean, Nebraska's going to find themselves in all these flukes this year, and they're not going to make a bowl game So that's because Jim Harbaugh is terrible coach. He's a terrible coach. Let's pump the brakes here. T-Sol, there is... Tiso, there is no way this TCU team misses a bowl game looking at their schedule. Do you forget no. they play in the Big 12? Do you where remember when you defense? said that last year with the Houston Cougars? And what, what did your Houston Cougar bandwagon do last season? Well, guess what? What do you think is going to happen for these Huskers? Guess what he has the Huskers going and doing? <laughs> Touche, Jason. But the point being is this, okay? You have to play against USC. USC recruits a lot better talent than TCU or Colorado combined. You could put those teams together and USC's got a more talented team on the field. Oregon, same thing. They ain't beating Oregon. They ain't beating USC. I can promise you those two right there. Oregon State, supposedly a top 10 team out there. I don't believe it, but that's going to be one that Colorado's going to struggle with because they're a true top-ranked team, supposedly. And Utah, like you just said, they beat an SEC team, so how is Utah going to beat anybody else, right? So they're not going to beat Utah. That's at least four losses right there of just ranked teams. You at forgot Washington the Huskers. State is a trap You forgot team. the Huskers. I'm not touching on the Huskers yet, Jason. I'm, I'm running through the rest of their schedule. Okay, Okay. so we will be putting – I'm not telling you I that game's impossible for Nebraska to lose. I'm not telling you that's impossible. Colorado's got talent. You okay. said that about Minnesota. I'm saying this. Nebraska will be in the game at the end of the fourth quarter. Now, do they close it out? I have no clue. But they will be in the game because that was, that's what this team does. That was that was quite the statement there. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sign my name to that one. A big vague statement. We will play competitively. That's what we've been. That we want to see it closed out. You're right. Bring Scott Frost back. We just want to be close. He couldn't close him out. If Matt Rule no. plays a competitive game with Colorado and closes it out in the fourth quarter, Jason, are you going to start drinking that Kool-Aid? 
we aren't going to close out a close game. We've already seen that. And I'll tell you what, this Colorado team is a thousand times better than this Minnesota team after watching. Disagree. Week one. 100%. Now, Minnesota now, would beat Sol. Colorado. Jay Sol, that did is you... a fat lie. <laughs> Jay Sol, did you happen to take anything away from this Nebraska-Minnesota game? Or have you just been so focused on Colorado beating TCU that you blacked out this loss that we had? I took away four turnovers. That's what I took away. I took away two red so zone nothing, turnovers. You took I took away, away a team that couldn't close positive. out the deal. I took a fourth quarter lead blown. That's what I took away from the game. What is this? What does this all come down to? Coaching. Okay. So you took away nothing positive from the game. So we're just going to move on from that. And let me ask you both, what did you find the most surprising game in the Big Ten aside from this Nebraska-Minnesota game? Probably Purdue losing at home to Fresno State because, I mean, if you're losing at home to Fresno State, you're not making a bowl game. So right there, Jay Salt, Purdue is not making a bowl game. They're not competing for the West. They're eliminated. Northwest, I mean, I can literally touch on every game. Northwestern got blown the F out by Rutgers. Guess who's not making a bowl game? Northwestern and I'm sorry Poor big Rutgers. game I was trying to beef your ego while you were on here but obviously you guys aren't going bullying if you're getting blown out by Rutgers you're not going to beat anybody on this season except for Minnesota when you get PJ Fleck fired I want to tell you something T-Soul that Purdue versus Fresno game was not shocking to me if anyone wants to go listen to the Big Ten Huddle podcast on Big Banter I called that upset because Purdue had a new coach, a new offense, a new quarterback. Guess what? Fresno State is not a terrible team, and they could be one to upset the Power Five conferences. I will tell you which one was the biggest, you know, shocker to me coming out of Week One: Ohio State only winning twenty-three to three against a terrible IU. And Jay Sol, I would agree with you that Ohio State Indiana game should have been more lopsided. And they just could not get anything going. Indiana having a former defensive analyst for Ohio State as their D coordinator now really put them in control of the game. And I think Indiana will probably surprise a couple people this year or next year. And what I want to do, I want to touch on this real quick because because Nebraska and Minnesota were the first two teams to play, it seemed like the rest of the Big Banter podcast like to poke fun at at us at Nebraska because we were the first team to fall and lose. Well, guess what? I like to look at the rest of the big 10 and laugh at them because they all got their problems. Okay. Minnesota, they might've got away with the win, but you guys clearly aren't going undefeated this year. And I mean, nobody in Minnesota is probably confident with that quarterback and the way that he played. So I think Minnesota selling, you know, we're still a question mark. Michigan state, didn't impress anybody. They had to run up the score in the fourth quarter to run away from Central Michigan. You know, you know, Michigan is probably the only one sitting pretty. Probably them and and uh, Maryland. But guess what? They didn't play anybody. Iowa only won by ten points. To Iowa or Utah State, who missed a bowl game last year with their easy schedule. So guess who should start panicking? Iowa, Purdue. We don't have to touch on Purdue. Northwestern. We don't got to touch on Northwestern. Wisconsin only winning by you know 38 to 17 to Buffalo. Guess what? That they should start hitting the panic button there too. 
only beat up 14 to 10 at halftime to Buffalo at home. Yeah, they should start panicking. Penn State had to run up the score and score a touchdown with five seconds left in the game. Yeah, Penn State against West Virginia. I thought Penn State was supposed to be one of those. I thought Penn State was supposed to be one of those teams competing for a playoff game. So what happened to that? You're not competing for a playoff game. Just like I said, I thought Maryland was going to pass up Penn State this year, and I still believe that's going to happen because I didn't see a playoff team playing against West Virginia. I can promise you that. In Illinois, they almost lost to freaking Toledo. So, yeah, everyone else in the Big Ten has their problems except for Michigan and Maryland, who didn't play anybody yet. And and I would argue that Michigan had their their own issues there only plateauing at 30 points and then deciding after being stuck at 30 for basically a quarter and a half that they were going to start pulling some of their starters because they, oh, we're up big enough. No, you couldn't get anything going when they made some adjustments against you. And so then you were decided, well, let's not, let's not force any injuries here. So here, here's my final take. The big 10 should be thanking its lucky stars that none of its big, Big-time programs that are actually succeeding on the field right now, they should be thanking their lucky stars that none of them actually challenged a tough opponent because based on what we saw, Ohio State only beat Indiana by 20 points. I give them less than 25% chance to beat Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to wipe the floor with that Ohio State team unless they get their stuff together. Michigan, if think about the Florida State-LSU game that went down. You think Michigan could have blown out LSU like Florida State did? Probably not. They probably would have had the opposite score, LSU handing it out to them. And Penn State, we don't even want to touch on Penn State because that would have been ugly with the way that they played against West Virginia. You're talking about a bottom Big 12 team. According to JSL, TCU is a top Big 12 team that Colorado, the Colorado beat. Imagine if Penn State played TCU. They might have lost to those guys because – I mean, people are saying that this Drew Aller guy did so great for Penn State, but I didn't see it. You played way too close of a game for way too long and had to run a touchdown in with five seconds left in the game to make it look a lot less close than it was. They probably would have lost to TCU. Why? Because they lost to Michigan last year. And guess who beat Michigan? TCU. And I feel like TCU, if you flipped them into the Big Ten, the Big Ten would be adapting to them. However... If you flip in another team with TCU, Colorado would be running away with the big time. Jason, I'm not agreeing with the Colorado thing, but I'll tell you, I do agree with the TCU. I think TCU could have took it to Penn State because West Virginia is the team that everyone, they're the doormat of the Big 12 right now. Everyone walks all over them along with Iowa State. And ultimately, if you're not laying a beat down on those guys, that's a problem for a potential playoff team. Next week, Penn State shouldn't be in the top 10. Honestly, they shouldn't. They should be lucky to be in the top 15. Yeah, TSL, I definitely agree that the Big Ten purposely scheduled their top three teams to not have difficult games as a opener here. That way they could sure some things up and make sure that they were clicking on all cylinders by the time they had a difficult opponent roll around. I, however, still think that Colorado, TCU, all of them would have struggled against these Big Ten teams. Penn State, 
would have had a defense that would have not allowed TCU to put up 42 points. I still believe that if Colorado was playing a Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they would have scored. I'm not taking away from that. But they would not have come out victorious over those teams. And I don't understand why Jaisal seems to think that this Colorado team is the best thing since sliced bread. They live and die by the big play. And that is going to cost them when they play Nebraska this week. Why do you think the Big Ten is such a powerhouse? When's the last time they've been in the national championship game? Listen, TCU beat Michigan last year. And this Colorado team just had the quickest flip we've ever seen. They, they were had a, a month to prepare for Michigan. And Colorado beat a TCU team that's not the same team that was in the playoffs. They lost a ton of talent. You're right. Michigan got the script the night before the game. Is is that what you're going to say? Are you going to act like Michigan didn't have the same time to go over the game and strategize? I'm not saying they didn't have the same time to go over and strategize and do all of that. However, their coach is a moron. (laughs) So what does it come down to? TCU was the better team. No, TCU had a coach who wanted to prepare and wanted to win. I would take Michigan nine out of ten times over TCU. And you would be losing your money because guess what? They beat them. And what did Colorado come out here and do? They beat that TCU team. Why are you going to – you just said that this coach doesn't care and doesn't want to prepare in Jim Harbaugh. Why would you take him week in, week out then? That makes zero sense there, B-Cell. He had the same amount of time to prepare for the game, and what did he come out with? A loss. Based on talent. loss. Oh, so TCU has better talent. Jay, so here's the thing about Jim Harbaugh, okay? He's not that great of a coach. He's a good recruiter. I'll give him that. He's a great recruiter, okay? But he's not that great of a coach. He won his Super Bowl beating Ohio State. He could care less about the playoff. They don't pay him. To win the playoffs, they don't pay him to compete in the playoffs. They pay him to beat Ohio State. He's done it the past two years. That's all he cares about. Here's another hot take. The Big Ten ain't that good at football. Jay, so the Big Ten is good, but ultimately they're outmatched by the SEC at this current moment. And the Big 12. No, not the Big 12. Um, I believe the Big 12 has been to the national championship pro- uh, in more recent time than the Big Ten. Well, again, talk to your favorite coach, Jim Harbaugh, because I'm telling you, Harbaugh is not that good of a coach. But yet he keeps winning the Big Ten, and you're out here saying that the Big Ten's a good conference. You say keep winning the Big Ten like he's made a habit of this. He's I fell mean, into he did it, it twice. two years. He's done it two years in a row. He's fallen into it there, Jason. Uh, I would beg to differ, but... Okay, Matt Rule might just trip into it this year. You got it 100% right. This is wide open. Northwestern might be the team to get it this year. It depends who trips into it first. Well, Jay, so the point here is simple as this. The Big 12 won't be in the national championship this year. They probably won't have a playoff team in the playoffs because there's just going to be too many strong teams around the country. And ultimately, you know that they're not going to leave out the SEC. They're not going to leave out the Big Ten. Florida State looks unbeatable and USC is going to be unbeatable. So you're looking at the playoff teams that I projected and pushed forward and your guys' playoff teams that you projected aren't going to happen. Look, I think if they're going to put in a Big Ten team, that team needs to be undefeated. The Big Ten has shown nothing these past years. They Michigan was go- undefeated. That didn't yes, help I'm them. I'm saying to, to go back was this not year. undefeated. 
And guess who won? Exactly my point. The Big Ten is overrated. Jay, so the Big Ten is overrated to a point. They're not overrated over the Big 12. They're just overrated of the fact that you're picking two of them in the playoff and only one SEC team. They are flat out overrated. Listen, the Big Ten probably shouldn't even get a team in the playoffs. Didn't, hold on. Didn't we have this argument last year where you tried to tell me the Big Ten was way better than the SEC, and I told you the SEC was going to win hands down, and then you looked at me and said, oh, here's another guy with his SEC bias. SEC that bias. Oh, you should go work for ESPN, the SEC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had this argument, and now you're sitting on the other side of the line for some reason. Never happened. Let me tell you something. That never happened. Second of all, the Big Ten is overrated. Michigan ain't that good, and they're going to win the Big Ten again. Unfortunately, they're going to be in the playoff, and guess where they're not going to be? The national championship game. You could match them up against anyone. I wish they were the number one. Cincinnati would have beat Michigan. Cincinnati definitely would not have beat Michigan because Cincinnati got their butts whooped when they actually made the playoff. So do you think Cincinnati is going to be beating TCU? No, they don't have the same coach they did when they were good. I don't think it matters. You were just telling me TCU is not that good. Neither is Cincinnati. They're on the same level. TCU just went to the playoff last year. Not only the playoff, they were in the national championship game. It's not like that just flips from year to year. It does flip from year to year. Not to that extent. What did TCU do the year before that? So you're telling me the TCU had more of a fall-off than Colorado had of an upbringing? Yes. What? This is flat-out ridiculous. I mean, you don't just lose a team with that kind of caliber in a freaking season, and you don't just magically fall to the bottom five of all You don't just magically teams. float to the top either, Jason. Yes, you do when you're bringing in that type of recruits. He has the number one overall recruit from That's a few years guy. ago. And a bunch of other recruits. These guys, he has the best athletes when they take the field. 100% disagree. And ultimately, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get their butts whooped eventually. Is it going to happen this week? Hopefully. But again, our Huskers haven't really shown out yet. So I'm going to kind of stay reserved and sit back. You know, I'm going to tell Rule, put your money where your mouth is. Beat these guys. Now, TSL, I agree with that. Matt Rule does have to show up and win, and this whole Huskers team needs to show up and win. It is Colorado hate week, and this is the time that the Huskers need to show up and produce. I think there are two ways that Nebraska can win this game. The first thing is they need to double cover and just avoid Travis Hunter altogether. When he's out on defense, You don't even look to that side of the field. I'm not saying the guy is Jarrell Rivas, but all I'm telling you is he played more snaps than I've seen anybody play in college football and was still running at full speed at the end of the game. You don't give him that opportunity. You avoid his side of the field. You let him take the breaks on defense because as a receiver, he is not even their top receiver there. So I'll take my chances with him producing on the offensive side rather than give him a chance to impact the game on the defensive side of the ball. Second thing Nebraska needs to do is they need to run the ball, control the clock. If we can win time of possession against this Colorado team, this is how we're going to win the game. 
100% agree there, Bezo. We're, we're only going to win as far as Gabe Irvin and Jeff Sims running the ball is going to get us because Jeff Sims showed us last week that either we don't have much confidence in him with throwing the football at this point in the season, or maybe our wide receivers just can't get open because I wasn't impressed with him. I wasn't impressed with any of the wide receivers. The offensive line was hit or miss running the ball was our uh, one thing that we did really well for the offense. So I think we just got to keep doing that and actually punch it into the end zone when we get down there. Look, you guys are out here saying that we're this is how we're going to win the game. I'm not even sure the Huskers can win a game. So we might want to check that before we keep saying that. But, yes, if you target Travis Hunter's side when you're on offense and you even look his way, throw his way, you are a terrible coach. You are putting the best player in college football in a opportunity or giving him an opportunity to change the game. I don't even want to see you throwing the ball that side. If you're going to do anything to try to tire him out, run the ball to his side. But I don't even want to do that because this guy is an absolute playmaker who can make game-changing plays. But I think this game is going to come down to, yes, Nebraska has to be able to control the clock and move the ball. However, it's going to come down to Nebraska's defense if they can even get a stop. Colorado has such a high-flying offense. I don't project Colorado to come out and run the ball. I don't think anyone in their right mind does. I mean, their team total for yards was 55 on the ground. I don't think they're going to come out and run the ball. You know what they are going to do? They're going to come out and pass the ball with Shadir Sanders, who they're trying to put on the Heisman watch. Who, Guess what? I got him on the Heisman watch now, who had four touchdowns with 510 yards and zero interceptions. Against a Big 12 team with no defense. I expect this Husker defense, I expect the black shirts to show up after a full week of everybody talking about how good Colorado is. This team is going to be pumped up. They're going to be revved up. They're going to be ready to play. Now, for the three of us here, just to revisit on our preseason picks for the game, each of us had a win picked. I had 35 to 10, T Sol 42 to 14, J Sol 21 to 10. Throw Are there out. any things that you would like to change on your picks here? I'm not adjusting your preseason picks. I'm just curious what we are all thinking going into this game. Absolutely, I want to change that. I wanted I'll pretty much want to flip-flop the scores. I think Nebraska comes out. As a loser, once again, guess what? That is what they are now. That is the identity they have adapted to. And I think Matt Rule has bought right into the Scott Frost. He started drinking the old Frosty Roulade as well. They kind of mixed it up. It's a little cold Roulade. It's called the Frosty. Listen. The Huskers are going to come out. They're going to lose the game. Why? It is because Colorado is going to take an early lead, and the Huskers are going to go to a passing offense and try to spread the ball. And guess who's their quarterback? Terrible Jeff Sims. Jeff throws a pick. Sims is going to have two interceptions to Travis Hunter's side, and it is just going to be darn right pathetic to even look that way. Do you guys? Do you guys hear that? Do, do you hear that? It's uh, it's New York calling, trying to figure out why J-Cell's uh, pulling the plug on his uh, hot take uh, dark horse for Heisman here. Mr. Uh, Jeff Sims, Jeff throws a pick Sims. I thought he was going to be in New York for the Heisman ceremony there, J-Cell. Now you got him, that was you got him not even lingering. being able to complete a pass. 
that was contingent on the picks you made there, B. So I said if we were to go nine and three, ten and two, I mean, we still could go nine and three, ten and two. The odds are just severely against us, and nobody in their right mind is still picking us to do that. I don't even know where you came up with the number to even do that. We that included a win against Minnesota, who you guys said was pathetic and not going to win the West. However, we still couldn't beat them, and yet B. still got us winning the West. Now, Jason, what's important to note here is the power index for all of college football still has Nebraska after this week one loss as the 51st best team in college football out of 133. Would you like to know where they have Colorado at? Again, that didn't come out this week um, after all the yes, games. Yes, it did. No, it didn't because guess what? Yep. The games are still happening tonight, so no. Yeah, well... After the win for Colorado and the loss for Nebraska, the power index flipped. They still have Colorado 71. They have them moving up 31 spots from where they had them started at the season. They're still the 71st best team in college football as of right now. There is a reason for that. Not everybody is buying into a Colorado win over TCU, and I'm one of them. Do I think it's going to be a closer game than I predicted? Absolutely. But I don't expect uh, Shadur Sanders to come out and throw for 510 yards and four touchdowns against this black shirts defense. You bought into a four and eight Husker squad. Uh, you bought into a four and eight Husker squad. I you not. had a three and nine win team going undefeated. So what is your point here? He also had the, the quarterback going to the Heisman ceremony. With yeah, the that's my point. Record. I, Picked up six and six, but he'll be in New York, baby. <laughs> I said contingent on your picks. You're living in drama land or, you know, your delusional land that you're in, your delusional world. Listen here, B-So, that was contingent with your picks. Guess what? That is already off the table. Why? Because the Huskers didn't beat Minnesota. They're not going 10 and 2. They're not even going 9 and 3 there for you, t So this Husker team isn't even going to make a bowl game, and you're hearing that from me first. Jason, and, I think you forget something pretty key right here, and that's that Nebraska-Colorado is a great rivalry. So if you think Nebraska is going to get run off the field in this game, think again, because all the times you thought Colorado was going to get run off the field, sometimes you had to also think again. I believe my picks, I'm not picking Nebraska to drop 42 points. Based on the offense I saw, I think we're going to struggle to score 40 points in really any game this season except for maybe uh, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech. We're going to struggle but, to score 40 points all season. But it might not matter. Iowa struggles to score 10 points, and they still won eight games last year. No, so, 40 points put together, I'm saying. Exactly. You're talking about Iowa football, okay? And what I'm telling you is this. I think it'll be a lot closer. I'm still picking Nebraska to get the dub because everyone's buying into Colorado right now, and I'm just not believing the hype. Not doing it yet. I need Nebraska to show me something. History doesn't repeat itself twice. This isn't Scott Frost's team. This is Matt Rule's team, and I think it's going to be the opposite of last week. I think Huskers are going to go out there and win 13-10, to 10, and we're the ones kicking the field goal to walk off the field. I T Cell, I like the I like the pick. I, I don't see that there's any way that they hold Colorado to 10 points. Okay, I, well, B Saul, remember last week you told me that there was no chance this season that we're gonna ever shut out Northwestern. And let me ask you, did you change your pick on that one? Because uh Rutgers almost pitched a shutout against Northwestern. 
but they didn't. So you don't think that we could shut out Northwestern? I, Based on what I saw here, I think the defense will keep us in every game. I just don't see us pitching a shutout. I also I see several shutouts pitched this season. If if we're going right. to turn around and be that eight, nine win team, I see several shutouts being pitched this year. I I expect this game. I expect Colorado to score two touchdowns. I expect Nebraska to hold him after that. I'm thinking I'm similar to UT. So I think it'll be a three point game there. I've got 17 to 14, which is a far cry from my 35 to 10. Yeah, Jay Saul, and that's not anything. We're not ripping apart Colorado for this. We're just saying, like, props to them. You made us be more realistic with our pick, but Nebraska could still easily beat these guys. Should easily beat these guys. They should easily be undefeated with B Saul's prediction. Listen, this is the same thing. The best three and nine team of the country. Same thing we've gone year in, year out. I don't know why you're buying in. Look, listen. You just got to go with reality. The Huskers stink. Matt Rule is the wrong hire. We should have gone after Dion. Would have been a quick flip. We would be sitting at 1-0 and right now. And we I don't would be think that's a guarantee. I don't think that's a guarantee. You would have been playing a team who has a top 30 defense versus a team that he played this week who was in the bottom third. I believe TCU was ranked 115 in total defense, and Minnesota was ranked like 32. Minnesota has been playing the Huskers in Iowa. And, and guess stopping what? And guess from who else scoring. They played? And guess who else they played? They also played, they played oh, four teams in their conference in their division side who are all having new coaches this year. And you're going to just be like, oh, they're the best defense in the world. I never no, said they listen, were the best defense. That is I'm why telling you Iowa they're a better a defense, defense than TCU. That is why Iowa has a good defense. That is why so, Illinois has hold, a good defense. That is Jay, why so are you Wisconsin telling me that TCU has a good has defense. A better defense why, than everybody you're naming? That is why Minnesota has a good defense. It's because they play in the Big Ten so, West. It doesn't so take on. anything special to have a good defense in the so, Big Ten West. Why? Because so they're, all their offenses are terrible. Big Ten West defenses are worse than TCU. TCU, is that what you're saying? No, did I'm you saying just say, Did 10. you just say Colorado beat a TCU team, and I'm trying to explain to you that Minnesota has a better defense, and you're telling me, well, that doesn't matter because look who they play. It does matter because Colorado would be playing a better defense if they had played Minnesota versus TCU. Still would have won. Still would have won. I'm not arguing that they would have beaten Minnesota or not, but I'm Sounds telling like you right it. now that defense – was better than the TCU one. They wouldn't have put up 45 points. Oh, wow. They wouldn't have put up 45. You know what they probably would have still came away with? A win. That's all anyone cares about in this no. freaking college They gave up 160 aspect. yards on the ground. Are you kidding me? Minnesota would have controlled the clock. Colorado probably would have had a total of four possessions the entire game. Minnesota threw the ball 44 times. Because they couldn't run against our defense. Yeah, Jay, so check your facts. I the did TCU check my facts. The starting running back had 164 that's, yards on the ground. That's what you got, Biso. That's what you got out of this game. It's called an L, and there's a lot more coming this year. No. What you don't understand is Dion does not care about controlling the clock. He does not care about, about time of possession. Cares he, about wins. he is out there. It's the same crap that Scott Frost tried to pull, where Except, you try to score as quick as you can and trust your defense can stand up when they're on the field for 45 minutes of a game. That's Except, not realistic. 
except what comes at the end of the game. Dion is getting wins. Scott Frost was getting one. L's. He got one freaking win, and you're sitting and here talking like 10. he won the Super Bowl. How many, how many wins not did Scott Frost 10. ever start with on a season? How many is Matt Rule starting with on a season for the Huskers? Matt Rule's 0-1 in his only game yep. coached for the Huskers. And what is Dion for Colorado? 1-0 against a Big 12 team. Congratulations. And we were going against – oh, I forgot we were going against a premier Big Ten team. I totally forgot. One that was I'm, just I'm in sorry, the college Jaisal football playoff. Hold on. This team was just in the college football playoff. Just, they just this won just the national in. championship this just game. Jaisal has Minnesota, who just beat the Huskers, representing the Big Ten West in the Big Ten championship this year. Is that correct? Oh, Yes, oh, that is. is. Oh, yes, that oh, is. so they're they're not a premier team, but they're going to be in the Big Ten championship. Okay. Does it take that a makes your logic make sense West? there? Does it take a premier team to win the Big Ten West? No, it doesn't. Has any team in the Big Ten West made it to the college football playoff? No. Guess what else? Has uh, TCU, were they in the, was TCU in the college football playoff in the national championship last year? Yes. Exactly my point. I forgot that Completely Minnesota was Completely different team. I don't know why you're talking they about play what somebody Max did. Duggan? I can't remember. Does he still play uh, on TCU? Uh, no, I believe he's on huh. the Chargers now. That's so interesting. So you're telling me Colorado beat TCU without Max Duggan? What does that and mean? We, we couldn't beat Minnesota with their new guys. What does that mean? Their old guy wasn't getting drafted to the NFL in the first round. But he still beat the Huskers Major week in, week difference. out. Every single year he was with Minnesota, he still beat the Huskers. You can blame your your oh buddy my Frosty. Gosh. Here we go. Yeah, here you, guys you find go. Frosty the corn husker comes the skipping Huskers down the lane again. Stink. Matt Rule stinks. He was a bad hire. You're gonna learn it. Now, Jay Saul, I've got I've got a little homework for you to do before uh, before the game on this big noon kickoff on Saturday. I need you to go to bed, take a nice nap. Wake up on the right side of the bed and realize that this Colorado team isn't the best thing since sliced bread. Well, they're better than the Huskers. I never said they were the best thing since sliced bread. They're just better than the Huskers. I don't even think you got to be the bread to be better than the Huskers at this point. You could just be the the little the little butter that's barely even that's not even cooked. You don't even have warm butter. You could get this thing out of the freezer and you're still better than the Huskers. Yeah, I'm just going to have to politely disagree with you on that. How are you going to disagree with me on that? This is an O it doesn't, one Oscar It doesn't team. even warrant a response. The fact that you just continue to say, we stink, we stink, we stink. You have nothing there. It's game one. Grow up. All right. Well, when we lose game two, are you going to be buying into the we stink? No. <laughs> two wins we're going to have all year. b is going to be saying we're going back to the natty next year. There is a big discrepancy on where we need to be and where we are, and nobody's arguing that. I think the team's closer than a lot of people realize, are and we're not that. winning just two games. b we haven't even won a game yet. And I can pick out at least six wins on this Oh, schedule. please, please give them to me. Let me jot these down. Please give them to me. I'll wait. They're already jotted down. All right. Let me I hear. Said, let me. Hear I them. said you at least it, six. Okay. Okay. Ten. So here's here's 10. our at least. Yeah. So here's our at least six wins. Colorado. Wait. Northern you Illinois. Forget, you already forgot one. Louisiana Minnesota. Tech. Was it Minnesota? One of those? Uh, nope. That's a loss on the schedule there, Jaisal. But 
Congratulations. I'm glad you remember the game. So okay. the next games that are had. easy six wins, Colorado, easy. Northern easy. Illinois, All right. Louisiana Tech, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue. I got three wins. They're six. They get three wins out of that. Who are they not beating out of that? Colorado, Illinois, Purdue. So let me get this straight. We're worse than Fresno State? Yes. We're worse than Toledo? Uh, Well, Toledo still lost to Illinois, so we could be on the same caliber as Toledo, but yes. You're wrong. How am I wrong? Illinois, Illinois was not impressive. Purdue lost to Fresno State. Who we, we lost by more. We lost by more last season to Illinois than Toledo did. But continue. Again, brand new Illinois team. They lost their most talented player. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You're going to be bought back in next week after we beat Colorado. Nope. And I can't wait for it. Nope, I am not. Yeah. Why? Because this it Husker happens. team is... This Husker team Jay, is so not you did it Colorado. last year when we beat. He Indiana. does it every year. You said we weren't going to lose another game on the season. <laughs> we stink. Get over it. You guys are still. Listen, I'm picking us to lose this game. You guys are still picking us to win. We haven't won. We haven't had a winning record here in six years. And that's never stopped you from thinking we were going undefeated. No, clearly it hasn't stopped you. So I guess we are going to lock it in. I am the only one changing my pick to have the Huskers losing this upcoming week. I'm sorry, your preseason picks will not be changing. Nope, but I'm telling all the Sully Scoop fans right now, every Sully Scoop listener out there, you heard it here, JSL has the Huskers losing to Colorado. They are only going to be picking up two wins this year, and it's going to be the following two weeks. Why? Because Matt Rule was the wrong hire, the Huskers stink, and it's the same thing as Scott Frost, and I I just hope we don't go through three more years of this. I'm glad to know the sky is falling over by JSL. Well, when you join the ship, you will be seeing the sky is falling, and heck, maybe you'll be on the higher urban train next time. Urban would be 1-0. Just know that. But thanks for joining us for another week of the Sully Scoop. You're here with J-Sull. B-Sull. And T-Sull. And don't forget to follow and like, and you can catch the Sully Scoop on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Go Big Red.